Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Compassionate, caring and cuddly. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. What did she say? Compassionate, caring, and cuddly? Cuddly. Who are they talking about? Who are they talking about? Cuddly, Roy. No. That would be our beast. Oh, I'm, I'm as cuddly as a Rottweiler with a toothache. <laughs> <laughs> to other people, but not to us. That's Never right. to you. Never to you. Well, it is time for the beauties. For the first voice you heard was... Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, independent business journalist. The second voice you heard was that of Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, at Michelle Simpson, former seatmate to Justin Trudeau. He has a job. I don't know what it is. And uh, Catherine Swift is about to be heard from at Swifty01, right? On Twitter, at Swifty with an I-E-01. Not bad, huh? Good memory. Very good. All right. For a cuddly guy. Cuddly? Well, for a cuddly guy. Cuddly guys don't often have good memories, Cuddly, cuddly guys. Cuddly, cuddly. How do you spell cuddly? C-U-D-D-L-Y. Yeah. I have no idea how I spell that. So I had an idea earlier in the week, and I sent you each an email, and I suggested that you each choose a subject, and we would we would fly with whatever you decided we should fly with and your subjects is so much better than what the stuff I usually choose <laughs> oh, as, no. as the editor in sort of training. Well the problem is Roy, we have a lack of stuff to talk about in our modern world. <laughs> we do. It's boring. Yeah, we're nothing. Never a lot. Boring, boring. Boring you know, days. So yeah. now we have a fellow by the name of a at GB Butts, <laughs> who used to be the advisor to Dalton McGinty and Ontario crashed. Now he's the advisor to the Prime Minister of Canada and the National Energy Board, much of the National Energy Board, Mr. Trudeau, through whoever the minister is, uh, determined that it should move from Calgary to Ottawa. And that puts, of course, the National Energy Board in the orbit of G.B. Butts and that Denny Kader with that Justin Trudeau saying, what do you want me to tell them tomorrow? Um, and, Catherine, this was your baby, so yes, off yeah. you go. Well, and there, there were so many things we could have picked this week. <laughs> it was an embarrassment of riches and truly an embarrassing embarrassment of riches. But, yeah, this one just got me uh, where I live and if I lived in Alberta, which I don't, but I've been there lots, and I hope I have a bit of a clue as to how Albertans think, 
I would view this as a slap in the face big time. The National Energy Board has wrongly been um, criticized for having some kind of lax procedures or whatever. Nothing could be further from the truth. It has been rigorous for many, many, many years now. And, yeah, there might be the odd little criticism you could level, as you could level at any of these entities. But, you know, we, we vet our projects in Canada better than 99% of the countries in the world, you know, and the NEB is one of those bodies that does that kind of stuff. In any event, this it was actually an advisory panel, so the government, to, to be fair, to try to be fair, the government has not yet accepted their recommendations, so we'll see what happens, but this uh, advisory panel, which, by the way, had very little representation from uh, Alberta and, and whatnot, advised that the National Energy Board should be replaced by two entities, one to be called the Canadian Energy Information Agency, (laughs) and because we need more bureaucracy, (laughs) another layer called the Canadian Energy Transmission Commission, so we got a little bit of fun rhyming going on there. In any event, and also, by the way, another important element of the recommendations of this group is that they extend the period for approval Uh, even longer for any kind of energy project. So, you know, Trudeau got some credit from some quarters, and mind you, criticism from the the green zealots, who, of course, criticize anything that uh, ever could generate economic wealth. Um, But he did get some credit for saying, I'm approving some pipelines. Well, I would predict that if this is to comes to pass these two new entities and by the way moving them to ottawa as well moving most of their activity to ottawa not 100 percent, but most of it um i suspect we will never see any energy development in the country for the foreseeable future and you know what that means to our economy bad bad stuff and i just posted i just posted a video of Catherine mckenna the minister of the environment being asked questions about the cost of the carbon tax <laughs> by Pierre Poilier, yeah. and you have to you have to watch the energy minister no, because no, she no. has obviously been taking lessons on public speaking from one Justin Trudeau. Yeah, right. Total obfuscation, no answers. No, yeah. no. And okay, you know why they okay. Have no answers. They haven't done the homework. So let's come back to the National Energy Board issue in a moment. Let's go to the other issues that are beauties have decided to deserve to receive attention. And we'll go to Michelle Simpson next on another Alberta story about two individuals who made headlines and are in politics. Michelle. Well, first off, can I comment on the last comment? Certainly. I would not want to be Catherine McKinnon with Pierre Polyev on my trail. So anyway, that said, um, well, I, you know that I selected another topic, Roy. I know. And it was, but it's so fluid, as Catherine said. There's just so much to choose from. But I was fascinated because I'm very interested. I have a lot of friends in Alberta, and um, all of them don't like uh, Premier Notley. They really don't. So they're torn between Wild Rose and uh, the Conservative Party. And I, I really thought, believe it or not, it was a great sign for Alberta that they have an agreement in principle. The Wild Rose and the Conservatives 
to join forces. They've got a big job ahead of them to do that, but if they can, they will be a force to be reckoned with. I think they'll be the next government. Yeah, well, I I do. You can't assume because the Conservatives and the Wild Rose got more votes than Notley, but there are so many Albertans that really dislike Notley. Let me tell you something, Michelle. Yes, sir. Rocky and Sonny could get more votes than Notley. (laughs) Exactly. So her, her her government's policies are ruining the province, and they're taking a page from Ontario's book. And we know what a big mess Ontario yeah. Hold is on. in. So come on, people, can't we learn from? Now we have to go. We have to go to Linda. It's only fair. Yeah, indeed. I have to go to Linda, and Linda has a different story because it's based on an experience about a place where she spent many a night and had to be driven home by her husband. From <laughs> I'm making that up. I'm making it up. <laughs> I'm making it, it up. Does it involve kissing rock stars on the lips? Always. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Tyler. <gasps> I wish he had been there. <laughs> Roy is referring to the Hard Rock Cafe and uh, a place that uh, is close to my heart. Uh, first, I just want to say two things. Jason Kenney, head of the Conservatives in Alberta, he was my rebel tax crusader. I have a lot of faith in him. Yeah, I As like, for I Alberta, like I want too. to say the Chinese are buying up these oil companies that have been hurt with everything. Give your head a shake on this National Energy Board thing. But that's it. Back to Hard Rock Cafe. It's closing, Roy. This is a landmark. This yeah. goes back. This is a heritage building that goes back to the late 50s, 60s in downtown Toronto when the music lived. This is where Friars Tavern and the Nickelodeon were. This is where Bob Dylan came to town to hear Levon Helm and the Hawks. That's Ronnie Hawkins Hawks. I saw and Ronnie there many times, Linda. Oh, my yeah. God. So he takes them on the World Electric Tour with him. And, of course, Bob Dylan got booed. But the band was then created. So this is rock and roll history. And I think what I'm finding so sad is they've, they've got a downtown young management um, BIA I actually sit on the board of a BIA as well. But Mark Gardner is trying to do the best to keep the history and the rock and roll alive on Young Street. Now, we've just seen the Brunswick House close, and I'm sure, Catherine, you and I... Okay, 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 okay. Enough of the, enough of the personal oh, history yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. in any event, um, <laughs> it's now a Rexall, and guess what? The Hard Rock Cafe is going to be a shopper's drug. Market. And I have to say something. I have to say something about that. Okay, go. So, so here's a generational shift. The Hard Rock Cafe becomes a pharmacy. Yep. That's all about an aging population. <laughs> and <you need laughs> that analogy has been made. The same people who went to the Hard Rock are going to go to the pharmacy for different <laughs> reasons. Their drugs for their pain well, and you joint know, My pain. older son, yes. and I'm not saying joint. Bands, shh, played a few shh, gigs shh, at the Hard Rock shh, Cafe a couple of years ago. You're all talking at the same time, and I, I can't understand you. Because I'm getting older. I'm going to the drugstore on the way home. Okay, so those are the three points. We'll come back and address them as one. I, I have my own, but I don't know if I'll, I'll mention it. I'll mention it. We will come back with Catherine, with Linda, and Michelle, with the beauties and more of their, their issues. And maybe throw in, I'm going to mention what mine is. We'll come right back. He's like a superhero without the costume. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show and send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, Catherine Swift. They're the beauties. I'm the beast. And do you know what the uh, the number one play in Japan is? No. Be- mm, no. Beauties of the Beast. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they're stars. You'd have to get a little more hairy, Roy, to play that role. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. I guess so. Okay, so my uh, my topic that I, I I had one that I had in mind, and I let you know what that was, but I'm changing it now because uh, it was the Kevin Pillar story. Oh yeah. And I talked yeah. earlier this uh, on the program today with Brian Kitts, who's a co-founder and president of You Can Play, which was started by um, Brian Burke, the former general manager of the Maple Leafs, president of the Vancouver Canucks as well, and. And it was formed after the uh, death of Brendan Burke, his youngest son, formed by uh, Brian Burke and by uh, Patrick Burke, his other son, an NHL scout, and uh, by Brian Kitts. And uh, Kevin Ballard, uh, Pillar had his unfortunate, sad, inappropriate, uh, unacceptable moment on the field when he uh, issued a homophobic slur toward a... Atlanta Braves pitcher, and uh, to Kevin Pillar's great credit, we played his uh, part of his apology a little, uh, little while ago, and he's so sincere, and he clearly, clearly uh, feels terrible about what he did, and I think this can be a teaching moment, not for some people, because I did receive some emails and some comments that, ah, it's just boys being boys. No, it's not. It's not boys being boys. It's a personal, miserable, hurtful insult. And think about something that's critically important to you or that's part of your life. And if somebody were to take a shot at it in an obtuse way, you wouldn't be happy. So um, good for Brian Kitts. And uh, and uh, you can play for the organization they are. Good for the Blue Jays, although maybe it should have been three games instead of two. Good for Pilar for understanding what he did wrong and, and, and apologizing Honestly and directly, and it'll be a teaching moment to kids. Out of all of this, was the this was the subject that that really caught my attention for for the week. With everything else that was going on, that's the one I, that just that just stayed with me. Interesting, yeah. Well, I was at the Blue Jays game last Sunday when my boys, my lovely sons, took me for Mother's Day, and of course Kevin Floor won the game for them. Yeah, remember he had oh, that he's a great player and, and broke the tie. And and I I, I love Kevin Pillar. And when I heard this, I, I have to say. I, I thought it was really out of character for him. But, you know, we've all said stupid things in the heat of anger and we whatever. Have. It doesn't make them excusable. Don't get me wrong here. But but the fact that he was so very abjectly apologetic after the exactly. fact. Exactly. Because I, I don't think, I, I, I don't believe, and I've seen no evidence to think that this is his true character at all. It yeah. was just a, a dumbo, you know, yeah. slip of the lip when you're mad and you're, you know, you're not, your brain isn't working right. <laughs> yeah. What did you, did you, uh, Michelle, what was your sense of, uh, of, of the whole issue? Well, basically what Catherine said, it appears based on everything I know about Pilar, that it was definitely out of character. And he came right out of the gate with an apology. It wasn't a drip, drip, drip moment. And he was quite prepared to accept his two-game suspension. Mm -hmm. It took a while to, for, and that wasn't his fault. But he really seemed, 
genuinely uh, appalled at his own behavior. Yeah, Linda? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, with what Catherine and Michelle have said on this and what you've said, Roy, um, it, it was out of character and he was so apologetic. And when you flip it to the other side, um, great sports person. So, you know, um, yeah. We all do it. We all say things in yeah. the heat of the moment that uh, we regret later. You know, when, yeah. we were, when we were talking about the segment, I, I remember 1995, the Ontario election, which actually Lynn McLeod was the liberal leader, and her comments about same-sex marriage essentially cost her the cost of the vote. Cost of the vote. Mike Harris obviously had a lot going for him, but uh, the liberals shot themselves uh, down with their comments, and then I, we did a lot of programs, and I and I don't remember all the political ins and outs. It was a long time ago, but I do remember one man calling, and he said he was a trucker, he had a son, and he said my son is not allowed into my home anymore because of his gay partner, oh. and and ah, oh, but hold on, it wasn't the trucker who didn't let his son into the house; it was his mother. And there was an instant, I remember people saying, I right away thought, oh, I said, what a rotten guy. And then he said, no, I would love to have my son and his gay partner in our house. Yeah. It's m- my wife who won't let them in the house. Wow. Never forget that story, ever. Uh, well, listen, do any of us, I have, I have members of my family or extended family that are gay. I have a transgendered one. Uh, you know, um, do any of us? Are any of us not experiencing this in this day and age? Yeah. I don't think so. No. Everybody knows somebody. Exactly. Some of my best friends. And, and when I was younger, I knew some people that fought their natural inclinations because it was so frowned upon and finally, you know, finally decided to come out or whatever the heck you want to call it. And, and um, I felt so bad for them because they spent a big period of their life denying what they were. And isn't yeah. Justin Trudeau doing this thing now, forgiving them? Because in 1969, I think Toronto banned homosexuality. And so there's all these pardons going on around the world now. And I think Justin Trudeau's in on this. In 1967, you would go to jail if you were caught in a same-sex well, relationship. Frankly, there's places the Criminal the Code of Canada... be killed. The, yeah. yeah, the Criminal so Code of Canada was, would, would jail you. Yeah. Yeah. So, beauties, that's our time. Oh my goodness. Oh. And I didn't get to mention well, all the rockers I was with. Stop! 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 Everybody's talking at the same time. What were you going to say, Linda? I did. I did get to say all the rock stars from Canada who I was with on Wednesday. But we, <laughs> stop bragging. Stop. Yes. It. Stop it now. Good God, poor poor Ian. Poor Ian. <laughs> Andy Kim was there. Probably. Oh, there was so many oh, great people. Good. We have great like musicians him. in Canada. All right, kids. Yeah. I gotta go. Okay. Okay, Dad. Okay. okay. Talk to you next Saturday. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Absolutely. It's the Beauties and the Beast. Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. We're back in a minute.